This is the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. And welcome everybody to this episode of the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. I am your mobile host, John Allen. Uh, I had to travel to this gentleman, uh, but it was well worth it. Zahid Ali. Hello. How you doing, my friend? Oh, very good. Thank you. You, uh, if people could see us now, we do not look very uh, newsworthy. Um, no. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I spent half of my day so far in bed, and I just kind of roused myself up to get down here. So now the productivity begins for me. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, <laughs> basically in a Turkish uh, closed restaurant, and uh, yeah, it's two bit, uh, dark, shady guys uh, sitting uh, <laughs> in having a secret recording and there are lots of police cars uh, driving outside. I don't know if you, did you notice the bomber planes? That yes, flew? I did. Yeah. yes, I did. Yeah. It was uh, almost right outside my house. It was a parachute jumping okay. exercise, but now it's, uh, there, there is a, a army camp okay. uh, for special uh, forces. Can I, can I say to the listeners what city we're in? Is it okay? You don't want these maniacs to know where you live, or is that okay? No, no, it's okay. <laughs> we're so in the I'm just afraid of the army guys. Ah, yeah. Well, well, you're protected. They're here now. Okay. Yeah, we're in the fine city of Horton, which is about an hour, not even an hour, about 45 minutes drive away from me. So I went mobile to come down here and talk to you. This I've been looking forward to this, Zahid. Yeah. Um, Since you're, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, you're mentioning the long drive um, for the third time now, so it's, I, it, for me it sounds like uh, you're saying it, this better be important you know, or interesting. You know, actually, maybe that is a subconscious thought of mine. I didn't think of it that way, but you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all honesty, I've really been looking forward to this. I think you're an interesting guy. Uh, you were literally, besides Jon Yarda, you were literally the first comic in Norway that I spoke to. Do you remember oh, yeah. that night? It was my very first night. Oh, yeah, yeah, in uh, Drammen. Yes, yeah. and I walked in, and you were the first one to, uh, I don't know, you said something very basic, like, who am I? And I told my story briefly. About Who being new instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, remember you were being uh, a bit nervous, oh, but, yeah. but at the same time, uh, you also said that you were um, excited. I was excited, but also that you were uh, familiar with the. Well, yeah. because you were a music musician, musician or, yeah. yeah. So, so you used to being on stage. Well, um, I didn't quite get what you were nervous about. It was. Was it some language? Well, stuff? yeah, because uh, like I like said, like I have now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how's it feel? <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's not uh, comfortable. Really? Yeah, uh, but no. Uh, you are a comfortable person to talk to. <laughs> but the language, but yeah. it's uh, I have to. I feel like I'm a little bit uh, kind of a retarded uh, in the. Way I speak, I have this uh, delay that I don't have, of course, uh, when you I know, speak Norwegian. That, but that's interesting <laughs> that you say that. Now, I'm, I'm fluent in Norwegian, but there is always, as you say, it's, uh, it's almost like a little delay because yeah. you ha I, I have to get the thoughts together in my head yeah. before I speak it. But, so, uh, um, and, uh, and uh, no matter what you ask me about, I will have that delay. <laughs> How are you? And I will have this retard uh, delay. <laughs> uh, um, well, see, you shouldn't okay. have said anything. I could have blamed it on my mixer. There's yeah. a delay in the mixer. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, no, what, what, what I was nervous for, I was nervous, um, yeah, the, the, the language. Uh, yeah. I didn't know how the audience would take it with me speaking in English, mm. but it went fine. You know, they didn't throw rotten tomatoes at me. So No, no that's good. But and they never do in Norway. They never, you know, they're very polite. Yeah, in a way, and which is also do. bad that, uh, you know, if you, uh, like me, I've been 
uh, you present a television concept to uh, a <laughs> TV channel. Yeah. They never say it's bad. They say, yeah, very good, uh, even though they don't like it. And you just wait and wait for almost a year. And uh, you find out through other people that they didn't like the idea and they didn't go uh, further that, with it. Yeah, that is my experience in Norway as well. You know, I'm, I'm a 51-year-old man. I yeah. know people. I have introspection. So I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm bad at. I've done sets that I know are terrible. Yeah. And then people come up to me and say, oh, man, that was fantastic. Great, it's like, yeah. Can we be on. friends? What, so what that, I think that's yeah. a very Norwegian thing. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, Uh, with, of course, some, uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, I have to find the Norwegian. Now, now I'm forgetting the Norwegian also. Uh, <laughs> with some uh, untak. As yeah, you know, exceptions. Uh, exceptions, yeah. yeah. Exceptions. But, but mostly, yeah, you do a show and uh, you can even have your closest friends uh, and you ask them what you think and they'll uh, try to find a diplomatic way to, you know... They're afraid that everything will go over their relationship. But do you think you could ask another stand-up comic and get an honest answer? I know in the States, they're brutal with each other. They'll tell, yeah. if, you, if you suck, they'll tell you. But do you think in uh, Norway they'll be honest with you? It is a little different with stand-up comics. I think they'll be honest with you if you suck, but if you're very good, uh, you won't uh, get any no. uh, clap on your shoulders. That's that, that's that, uh, they'll that, say that, it's okay. That's that Jantelo yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, with uh, many exceptions, uh, sure, yeah, many exceptions, yeah. I, uh, exceptions. but I've but I've made a career out of this podcast about talking a lot of shit about Norwegians. So let's <laughs> yeah. just let's just say what's on our heart. So the the best thing uh, <laughs> I, I think is just to have uh, uh, a dictaphone. Well. You mean as far as practicing your material? Uh, no, just uh, to, to, re to record, record it and yes, you can absolutely. sit at home and uh, yes. listen to it yes. with a very objective perspective. Besides the microphone, my uh, my iPhone is my best piece of equipment. I record everything I do. Mm. Um, and although it is hard to get that But this honest, conversation also? This conversation also, I tell you, this is, uh, is going to be hitting the airwaves. I think <laughs> I'm going to release this... Uh, Uh, a lot sooner than I thought. Um, you know, here's something that's interesting about you that yep. I think is interesting about you. You're not just a stand-up comedian. You are also very much involved in television. You are a writer, and are a you not? Philanthropist. Philanthropist. Yeah. Now, <laughs> oh, yeah. let's talk about your philanthropy first. I was going to get to that a little later, but let's talk about that because that is a interesting aspect of you. That yeah, it was a joke know. from my side. I think uh, it's uh, I've done some uh, charity work. Exactly. Yeah. And it's been uh, some of those things uh, been uh, a bit blown out of proportions. Oh, because uh, I had uh, because I had the right uh, comedians and uh, TV personalities to to do the charity and yeah. uh, many of the audience and the press hadn't seen that cooperation before. Oh, that's, he got that old yeah. school comedian and yeah. to collaborate with this new. That's interesting. Yeah. And uh, you know what happened? I, I, the biggest uh, charity stuff that I did was uh, for an earthquake yes. uh, in Pakistan. And, yeah. um, and I met the ambassador uh, in the, in the uh, embassy. Yeah. And, uh, the Pakistani embassy, the Pakistani embassy yes, in uh, yeah. Oslo. I thought that uh, since I have a Pakistani background, and uh, I thought that I have a, a two coffees, two please. coffees, thank you, please, yes. that I have an opportunity to maybe do something good without uh, using too much energy, just to have a show. And I did this show, and uh, but before the show, I invited the uh, Pakistani uh, ambassador to come and. 
and uh, watch the show and I told him about what I was going to do so I met him at his office and when I came inside I had to wait for an hour or two almost just to uh, get in he was a busy man and uh, and he was very uh, American uh, influenced guy oh, okay. he had a, like a Mexican American maybe he had okay. cowboy boots and he was smoking a cigar and it was like a Texas temperature okay. inside it was very hot and uh and he had uh, uh he looked like uh, uh cheech marion uh, you. you know cheech, cheech and marion like the <laughs> mustache uh, from uh-huh. and uh, oily face and uh, hair backwards yes and if i'm not wrong it's many years ago i'm wondering if he had a not a cowboy hat but uh, something in between a cowboy hat and a, a panama hat some um, Interesting. And, and he was sitting there and uh, with uh, gold rings on all of his fingers. So he almost. was all Texas out. Yeah, uh, plus a bit uh, something uh, exotic, uh, <laughs> a mixture of Joe Exotic uh, from the Tiger King, uh, if you make a Pakistani out of him, and some Texas. And, and very uh, with the hands behind his head, and he was talking about this. And the first thing he said before I even... Uh, had the opportunity to tell him why I was there. He said that he was very fond of uh, some sp- specific restaurants in uh, Oslo, uh, uh-huh. who, uh, which had very good Indian food, and he'd heard about it. Yeah. So uh, he said that, um, yeah, maybe you could take me out, me and my friends out there. The ambassador. Uh, yeah, and yes. I didn't understand what what do you mean, uh, take you out? I, I didn't uh, ask him there because he had uh, very much... Uh, uh, control of the situation right, kind of right, uh, and right. i had to wait two hours so what he i think that i what i came up with was that uh, he's so used to favors right uh, I see. so before i even asked for the favor he just okay take me out to these restaurants and, uh, and buy drinks yes and, and uh, yeah. stuff to everybody and we'll uh, talk about it so did you uh no i i or <laughs> i said uh, yeah sure but but um I have something, uh, yeah, 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 but that restaurant, I love, you know, the curry, and it's very good. Uh, so I like to go there. You will take me there? Yeah, yeah, sure, but um, I have this uh, charity. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, you know, I can bring my friends, okay? You know you know what I'm laughing at now? When you speak English, you speak um, English like a, like a Norwegian speaks English. Mm. Uh, and that's no insult. Uh, but now you just imitated the Pakistani ambassador and you spoke typical Pakistani English. Oh, okay. You switched over. Without any now that, now Norwegian that, accents? Not with, you <laughs> sounded like a Pakistani speaking English. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, there's the actor in you. There's the yeah, actor. or maybe that's the English I actually speak, but uh, I'm, uh, I'm acting when I speak. Oh, okay, uh, this, am uh, I influencing you? Since I'm uh, ah. Norwegian. Now I uh, just decided I I did my heritage a couple of weeks ago. Okay, yeah, just tell to me. find out uh, what was going on, and uh, and what I find out found out was a very uh, ex, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I was surprised yeah. because I'm ten uh, percent Scandinavian. You're kidding me. Yeah, so I didn't uh, see that coming. Okay, it was ninety percent South Asia, this and that, and and suddenly <laughs> it was uh, looked to the left. What? <laughs> All Norway is red. Uh, I always wonder how much trust people should put in those heritage, those DNA things, because sometimes it's just you think they're just sitting there. Oh, there's a guy from Norway. I wonder. Okay. Yeah, I wonder if it's something like that. Let's 
give him 10% Chinese. Yeah, that's <laughs> fun. And 55% uh, South African. <laughs> uh, they're just guessing. Just for the heck of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're uh, earning, uh, they, it's, uh, they're get, uh, there's a lot of money. It's a big it. business. Sure, there's a lot yeah. of money in it. Um, but I, I just I just question the truthfulness of that. Yeah. I've, I've never done that. I should do that and see where, uh, you yeah. know, because p- people here in Norway, and, and this kind of, this is pretty funny to me, they don't know what to make of me. You know, Norway, as you know, is used to, if, if, if you've got dark brown skin, mm. they assume you're from Africa. Yeah. But I don't have dark brown skin. I'm kind of a... Uh, off you don't? like a brown uh, you hold that arm <laughs> up we're not that we should far see off. a psychiatrist we should see a psychiatrist <laughs> so uh, you, you've seen that uh, the jerk with steve martin yes, where, I have. Uh, when yes. he, where is it what i'm i'm not I, this color don't go off this, it, it doesn't wipe off <laughs> <laughs> no so i i they don't know what to make of me i've had people tell me they think i'm a pacific islander oh uh but then i've also had people who tell me that i should just admit and I put that in air quotes, mm. admit that I'm African. Mm. I'm not African. I'm from the United States. Yeah. I'm American. So, yeah, mm. this whole thing with... Um, so, uh, with but, but you don't call yourself uh, uh, African-American or Afro-American? Or if, I, if I have to hyphenate it, I just say I'm a black American. Mm. Um, I don't feel anything against people who use the term African-American. Uh, I know that somewhere down my lineage, someone was brought from Africa to the United States as a slave. But, but I don't know who that was. I don't know where that connection is. So I don't feel that day to day. You don't want to incorporate that in your personality. uh, Uh, Well, that sounds maybe a little harsh because I don't want to feel like, uh, you know, screw them Africans. I don't want nothing to do with them. It's not that. Um, But you, but, but I don't feel that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm American. I'm a black American. That's, yeah. the, that's the way I yeah. look at it. So um, you don't have any Africa continent tattoos on the back? <laughs> no, my wife does, though. She does? No, I'm just kidding. That's a, that is a, that's a bad joke against mm-hmm. my wife. She suffers a lot in my stand-up routine. Um, yeah, yeah, she does. She yeah. does. I, I Everybody think... suffers, or everything. <laughs> or stand-up is, uh, I, I think the definition of a joke is, uh, to say something bad about something or someone. So someone or something will always Have suffer. you ever felt like you go too far in your comedy? Like you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Too... I've gone too far many times. And I have... Uh, Can you give me an example? Uh, well, I have uh, a lot of uh, examples that I have been... I uh, have um, much uh, death threats and uh, almost ah. two or three thousand uh, complaints with... Uh, Oh, wow. uh, Two or three thousand. With a subtitle, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, what do you? Is it a threat or is it? Uh, oh, okay, where people? Uh, be, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but most from television. I used to make a lot of uh, um, uh, skits and stuff, which were about the cultural and religion and everything that was. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Selhutidli. Um, What's yeah, like uh, like self-important. Self-important, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everything that was serious to someone, I used to, uh, even if it was a news uh, reader, here are the headlines. Oh, wow, well, so serious. Yeah. Let's see how serious you are now. And exactly, then I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what made me first admire you, now this is going way back to maybe 2005 or 2006, if I remember correctly. How long have you been? I've been here around? since 2002. Oh. 2002, okay. yeah. Uh, this is around 2005, and you did that uh, the the shoemaker. 
yeah, uh, skit, yeah. which, mm. which, uh, as the Norwegians know, it is a uh, you know my wife grew up watching the old shoemaker, the old shoemaker a white, yeah. blonde-haired, blue-eyed old mm. man Norwegian guy. Yeah. So it, it became a Norwegian tradition, and then here you come and you put a ghettoized. Um, uh, brown skin twist on the whole thing, which yeah. I thought was bravely done. Uh, now, my wife, she said hi to you earlier, but she was pissed when you oh, did yeah. that. And so but was the original actually, actor uh, from the old series. Yes, he I heard about it. sent I, yes. me uh, kind of another death threat. He was uh, 80 years old, but, uh, <laughs> but he said that, uh, you know, he wrote a handwritten letter that he didn't like what I was making and I could see that he was very angry because every place with, there were dots you know yes and there were holes in the paper okay uh, so, so <laughs> I, I got the picture of that he was very angry and he died uh, I think a year later uh, uh, I oh don't know you if it's because shoemaker. I killed him. Killed the shoemaker. <laughs> I and I got that mail uh, from him uh, before the series was broadcasted. Oh really? He, he just, just heard said, about it. He just heard about it. Oh my So uh, I, and I think people were a bit uh, pushing him. Uh, you know what do you think about that idea? And he, it's coming soon. What do you? Don't I you think you should do anything? People are allowed to be different, but I would take that as such an honor if someone from another generation with another. Uh, uh, another racial Mother. identity, yeah. another, a different background, took this and parodied it because there is a certain amount of honor that you're giving him. Yeah, yeah, sure, that. yeah. That's and uh, I, and I was uh, and still am a, a big fan of not only his uh, series but also him as an um, actor back in the yeah, days. yeah, he was very well known. So very well known. But uh, I thought that was pretty ballsy. That was pretty brave of you to do that. Yeah, so hats yeah. off to you. That's what made me. Yeah, that's when I first. And around about that time, I uh, threatened to blow the new opera in the skies. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't hear about that. <laughs> on, on TV. So um, the guy in the reception, uh, he, he got um, uh, psychological problems. And uh, it was uh, the police came uh, in. You've got to be kidding me. They got a big fine, uh, oh. both me and the production company and the TV channel. And it was a front page of all the news uh, that was with TV2, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think I remember that now. That is maybe one of the uh, bigger things. But I've done lots of uh, hidden camera stuff that yes. has been too, uh, uh, too little uh, family-oriented. Many of the comic programs that I was in was uh, for the whole family family yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, and uh, sometimes I had a guy with a shotgun running after me because he didn't understand that. I was playing that around, was just and, a joke, uh, yeah. and everything was cut away because no, it's not good for the whole family. <sighs> to, so you know, when Borat came in two thousand and six yes. or something, yeah. uh, we or um, me, I've done stuff like that for three or four years. Yeah, that were pre, pre Borat, pre Borat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but everything was cut away. So, uh, do you think Norwegians take themselves too seriously? Do you think they? Because I have this thing that I tell people. I tell my wife when we argue about the or discuss these kind of things. Yeah, we argue when we argue about these kind of things. Mm -hmm. I tell her I don't understand why Norwegians tend to be so paranoid about losing their culture. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because I think yeah. that their culture is so prominent, it's so strong, mm. it's so clearly defined. Yeah. I wonder what do they have to fear? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my a good opinion. Point. That's yeah, a yeah. It's a compliment to them, to their culture. Yeah, I agree. But I guess I'm kind of, you know, kicking them in the in in the in the nuts when it comes yeah. to their paranoia. Yeah. Because I don't understand why they fear that. Do you think that they're too sensitive? Oh yeah, yeah, sure, uh, most definitely. Uh, now you say that as someone who as uh, are you? Born, yeah, I'm born, born here. Born yeah. here. Yeah. So you say that as as a Norwegian, you are born here. 
but you say that Norwegians are too sensitive. Now, do you feel yourself um, somewhat outside of the mainstream Norwegian culture? Uh, no, I actually don't. Uh, I feel uh, very much uh, uh, not only uh, a part of the Norwegian culture Norwegian. as a performing yeah. uh, uh, comic, but I but, but I don't uh, understand uh, the sensitivity uh, that's yeah. so uh, yeah. strong. But I don't think that's exclusive to you with your Pakistani background. I think a lot of Norwegians from our generation and, and younger yeah. are starting to think the same way. You yeah. know, they're starting to lighten up. They're starting to have a more of a world view on things. Yeah. It's the older people maybe that are afraid of people like you and I and our thoughts and things. Oh, if you think about that sensitivity uh, regarding uh, dark well, people. Well, that's, that's part of it. That's, yeah, part, that's yeah. part of it. Uh, that's, uh, that I think is, uh, that's more the influence of religion, I think. You think uh, so? From uh, so? non-West uh, countries that I think they're afraid of. I think I can agree with that to a certain extent because a lot of people I see, they visibly relax when they ask me where I'm from and I say I'm from the United States. Yeah, 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 sure. They're like, oh, Even okay. I do. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, brother? <laughs> What's up, brother? <laughs> oh, no, sure, for sure I do. <laughs> if you said you came just right from Afghanistan two months ago, it would be a totally different kind of conversation well and but i think we have because to, of the prejudice sure sure absolutely but i, I think just to criticize norway just for a, a little bit longer i think that norway would 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 do themselves well by just relaxing yeah because there's no i don't see any threat to their culture i've been here for 20 years almost yeah i don't see the threat that i consistently hear people talking so about. are you religious i'm christian yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Bor born and raised in the church yeah okay. um Far from fanatic. I'm not going to try and convert you. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'll, I'll, I'll just let you go to hell. I'm not <laughs> yeah. Uh, are, are, are you, are yeah, you, I'm an atheist. You're an atheist. And yeah. because I'm an atheist, uh, and uh, one can uh, hear it, uh, uh, not directly, but uh, if you talk to me for an hour, like you're doing now, uh, uh, when I talk to people, uh, you'll uh, understand the way I... Sure. It's, it's a very non-religious yeah. talk. Uh, so, so I've never had any hassle with uh, no. Norwegians regarding uh, your background in Pakistan because I'm an atheist. But I have friends that are that are Muslim, yeah, and, and show uh, it and practice it, and that's yeah, and different. that's a totally different. That's a uh, different stuff. reception and yeah. difficult for them as well yeah. because they're not going to uh, stop believing or uh, right because that's what you believe. And uh, me too. Uh, I've been uh, you know times where I thought uh, maybe I should just find a religion and. Uh, Settle down, and uh, but but I can't, uh, you know. It's it, and it's not something that anyone. T I, I don't know. I guess the, the biggest. It's hard to fake it. Well, it's very hard to fake it, and along those lines, it just amazes me that people, whether you're Christian, Muslim, Hindu, or whatever, people who are very strongly evangelical and try to 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 convert convert people, and then talk shit about them when they don't allow themselves yeah. to convert. I don't yeah. I don't understand it because mm. you're you are hardly a good. Uh, projection of your religion when you get to that point. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So um, you're you're safe. I'm not going to try and convert you. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so uh, of course, yeah, religion and uh, culture goes hand in hand. I think uh, so, yeah, especially in the in the poorer countries. It does. It does. Well, even in the United States, you have your you have your religious right, and uh, they are very often quite wealthy, and yet they still 
project that almost fanatical type of religion, that fanatical type of Christianity. Um, But I get what you're saying. The poorer the country is, the more likely they are to be... And the racism is, uh, if you can say racism, in the eyes of the goose. Uh, Use the... What's the expression? Racism in the eyes of the goose. (laughs) What would the the English interpretation of that be? In the uh, Uh, cursive... uh, uh, Per se, is that a word? Um, goose eyes. You, yeah, goose eyes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You say goose yes, eyes? Yeah, yeah. 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 Or is it another bird you use? <laughs> no, we say goose American eyes. American, yeah. the eyes of the American <laughs> the, eagle. From the eagle eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Perspective. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, cultural uh, very much. And, uh, I think so. and uh, in Norway, especially, it's uh, African countries and, yeah. and some uh, Middle Eastern countries, especially Somalia and. And uh, those countries who are Muslims and uh, have a very specific, special way of uh, practicing yeah. uh, Islam, for example. But, but in, uh, in the United States, the Somalis are, I, as in my opinion, the ones who are doing it very well. I touched on this in my stand-up routine uh, about how the Somalis in the States are just almost the polar opposite yeah. of what people think the Somalis in Norway are. Yeah. And I say what people think because there's... Not everything people think about Somalis in Norway is true. No, yes, no, sure they no. do have their issues. Yeah, uh, sure. Shout out to my brothers, don't kill me. Uh, <laughs> but but in the United States, it's quite different. They're very successful. They go into business for yeah. themselves. But I wonder how much of that is. But why do you think it's like that? Well, if it's say, true, I was going to say. I wonder how much of that is because America. Uh, you know, you hear things about Donald Trump and racism in the states, but I think in general. The United States, by far, is more accepting of new religions, new cultures, different yeah. races than Norway is. So I think that's it. I think in America they are met with more open arms than they are met with here in Norway. Yeah, and and, uh, and another version is that uh, Americans do a lot of cherry picking, so they pick the ones who they think that's that, true that is a very interesting element and here the it's uh, norway takes pretty much any yeah how many gracious. are you 15 okay yeah, come on in. get in the bus yeah they're, they're a lot more gracious in their immigration policy that yeah. is very true america is more selective yeah absolutely huh and also in the uh, in everything uh, in sports you you do it good in your sports uh, gym class or something they pick you up and you Uh, develop you yeah but here it's opposite if you're good here you're sent to work with the ones who are not so good so that everybody is uh, equal well and also in the united states do you understand um, my english oh absolutely no you're doing doing good okay thanks doing good uh much better than yonyarda oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) talk about him behind his back and hope Mm. he doesn't listen to this Um, but he didn't talk in his (laughs) podcast he just said yes or no um i think um Ah, no, I lost track of what I was going to say. You're talking about uh, that you were originally uh, from uh, Pakistan. I'm originally from Pakistan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There are lots of prejudices. Did you take uh, my heritage? Uh, no, have no, you tested? No I, it? No. no, I haven't done that. That's something that I would like to do. I do know that we have Native American in our family. We have mm. Irish. My great grandfather was a six foot tall, red haired Irishman. Oh. Um, Do you have any red hair on your body? That you well, you know, I have a pr- beautiful strip going down. No. <laughs> no, but my children, my children have reddish tints in their hair. Yeah, they have. Yeah, and my daughter is as white as any. She has dark hair, mm. 
and her facial features, of course. Curly hair or straight hair? Straight, straight. Okay. Yeah. So, and her mm. skin is as white as any any Norwegian. Mm. Um, my son is more brown. He's obviously. How many children do you have? I have one in the United States. She's twenty eight. Twenty eight. Nine. Wow. 29, thank you. And I have a 14-year-old daughter and a 12-year-old son. Wow. Here in Norway. So you have one with the... One with an ex. One with an ex. And uh, unfortunately, I had a son who passed. He passed away. Heroin heroin overdose. Oh. Uh, That was from my first marriage. And he passed away in uh, November of 2019. How old? uh, He was 24. 24. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you. I'm working through it. This podcast uh, is mm. part of my therapy. Mm. I try to pull in people. Here you go. Here's a compliment for you. Let's see how Norwegian you are. Let's see how you take compliments. Uh, I try to bring in guests who I think are, first of all, they have to be exciting to me. There has to be something interesting about them. But I also bring them in because they motivate me in one way or another. Uh, because, uh, you know, it, does, it doesn't look like it. I'm not in tears, but I'm extremely depressed since losing my son. So I'm looking for motivation. And uh, uh, and and, this and how pod- did the young Yarde motivate you? Well, how did you get more depressed? <laughs> <laughs> I hope uh, I f- felt horrible. There's been an uphill climb after young Yarde. <laughs> you know, and I'm talking mess about him because you know he's the he is the uh, MC uh, for yeah. all of the comedy nights, mm. and he said that one of the funniest things that I heard on stage. He was, um, you know, he did his little routine where he was talking about he was moving, uh, and he had a bunch of black. Uh, garbage, black plastic bags full of garbage. Yeah. And then he just flowed right into it when he was going to introduce me. And he says, yes, and speaking of black bags with, full of garbage, <laughs> here's John. <laughs> <So> <laughs> he did. That, was, that was one of the funniest That's, things that I've ever heard. I went to the microphone laughing from his joke wow. that he said on me. So this is, this is my revenge. Let's just, uh, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to trash you. That's some uh, intro. Yeah, <laughs> no, but, I, but, I, but, I, but I invited you on because you motivate me in that fearlessness that you have as an actor, you know, your, t- your different TV sketches, uh, especially the, the, the shoemaker uh, sketch that, uh, series that you did, and because of your fearlessness as a stand-up. But also your heart, um, you know, the, the gathering of the money, the benefit that you did for the earthquake yeah. victims. Yeah, that a, was the story. That was what we were talking about. Yes. So, uh, you know, I, at, at, now I established uh, uh, ambassador as a bad guy. And he was, because <laughs> when I uh, gathered the money, I put the money in the envelope because he wanted cash. Uh, uh, and I didn't Whoa. think of it that, um, at that time. I just thought because this was a presidential uh, account number and this and that, and he he, he talked about it as if it, it was a count number with a line which goes up to the sky and mm. to another planet, and yeah. it's uh, all the corrupt hands will never reach. So he but was you one give of me those. the money in this one of those envelope. Yeah, and I gave him a couple of hundred thousand kroners. Wow. Which is uh, for the American uh, listeners, the, uh, it's a uh, ten hour. Let's have a ten hour break, and <laughs> two years later, uh, it's about uh, ten thousand, uh, twenty thousand dollars. Twenty thousand. Yeah, yeah, twenty two, yeah. twenty three thousand. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and you and just handed to him. Yeah, I handed it to him, and he said, "Great." And uh, how about that uh, dinner? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, now maybe I can, you know, take you out. <laughs> oh. 
so, uh, but he no. probably wasn't kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I gave him the money, and uh, and I thought that I've done my job, so I don't, uh, I have no uh, other jurisdiction uh, yeah, yeah. to d- check anything. It's I'd, out of your hands. Yeah, and it was all over the press and uh, lots of uh, uh, media attention around it. So I thought, okay, and uh, finished. And suddenly, two or three years later. I was driving my car uh, and I lived in Oslo at that time and I, I think I was having a show in Kristiansand which uh-huh. is about six hours uh, yeah. ride yeah. and while I was driving uh, I always think uh, the best my uh, all my ideas uh, stand-up ideas comes from the shower or yeah. driving yes. or yes. doing something uh, those moments yeah. um, with yeah. the police running after me or something <laughs> uh, when Pack I'm not thinking with machine guns chasing <laughs> you <laughs> and I just thought Hey, the money from that uh, charity show. Where did that go? Because I had an, uh, I had a, a, a kind of a, a deal with him that uh, keep me updated. Because he said, or his guy said, uh, yeah, we're going to use this money to make a specific school at that area. Okay. So, yeah. so we can send you pictures and stuff. And and uh, I made a deal with him. I kind of a, a, a partial deal that uh, could you write in the names of all the comedians who have contributed yeah. uh, on one of the walls it would okay, be funny yeah, to have yeah. Norwegian names yeah. on a wall up yeah. in Kashmir just for the fun of it yeah. and, uh, and it would be fun for my colleagues to see pictures sure, sure. with uh, uh, Pakistani children up in the yeah. Himalaya mountains and their names on the wall which is not uh, photoshopped and, uh, but I didn't hear anything from him uh, and I was too busy doing shows and TV stuff so yeah. I didn't yeah. uh, kind of lost track of what uh, was going yeah. on yeah. and, and I, uh, I remember I called my manager at that time and I asked her what, where's the have you heard anything from them and she said <laughs> no, no haven't you no, I haven't heard anything. How long? How, how much time had gone? Uh, I, uh, I, I'm lying when I'm saying three years. I think it was seven or eight years. Okay, that long. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that was the first time I thought. What, what happened to that? Uh, uh, where's the school? I'd love to see the pictures, and it must be it's maybe finished till now and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well used. So no, I uh, and the first thing I did was that I, uh, something, uh, what do you call it, in Norwegian is expression that it's owls in the moose. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. doesn't work in English. Yeah. It's fishy, something fishy. Uh, something fishy, yeah. Is that, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that exper- uh, expression in lots of uh, 80s movies. Yeah, yeah. And not so much later, but uh, yeah, we fishy. Still use it. We okay. still use it, yeah. Uh, so uh, I had, uh, so I got a little angry also. And I uh, took some Because that's kind of your calls. reputation on the line. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, yeah. Um, so uh, what I did, I, I took some telephones, uh, phones, and I found out that that ambassador uh, had been dead for three or four years, died of oh. something. Uh, it was partially mysterious. Uh, okay. I don't know if it's. I don't think it was because of that money, but but he's dead. And there was another person after him, and uh, he had troubles with some. Uh, there was outside the embassy, there was a, what do you call it, a demonstration? Yeah. Uh, demonstration, a demonstration, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he'd gone out and had a fist fight with one of the demonstrators. The ambassador. Yeah, uh, which is a very bad uh, uh, advertisement for <laughs> the Pakistani embassy. And uh, that was shown on the news. And that was shown on the news after he'd said, uh, no, no, I didn't go outside the embassy. And uh, oh. the TV reporter said, okay. 
course you didn't. Now watch the news at <laughs> six o'clock, and maybe you've been sleepwalking outside and knocked the How shit out of these guys. How yeah. embarrassing is that? So lots of scandals uh, happen. Uh, and then I came up with an idea that I, how fun it would be to make a documentary of it all, like a Michael Moore yeah, kind of um, yeah. documentary where I stand yeah. outside, where, where is the money? <laughs> and uh, make uh, So uh, there are two, three companies who are very interesting to make a documentary about uh, following the money. Okay. Where, uh, what I did and I just followed the what money. What a great concept. The, yeah. And, uh, There's a story there. People would be interested yeah. in that. Uh, and uh, that's, I would, um, the NRK, the uh, Norwegian. Uh, the National, national They yeah. want to make a serious documentary about it. And I would, uh -huh. uh, so, but I would like to have a little more humor, more like uh, Michael Moore kind of uh, hour. Uh, yeah, you got to put some uh, humor in. Of course, it's yeah. a serious subject, but uh, you, you, you're you allowed to hit it with humor. That's what we do. Yeah. You know? And uh, do. the possibility to meet a lot of people. And, sure. Uh, not have this 60 minutes conversation uh, now would you fear for your safety after doing something like that i don't pa pakistan has this uh, gosh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna piss off, <laughs> i'm gonna piss off every pakistani in uh in norway but they have this reputation for being very they have a low tolerance for critique that's the reputation would you be afraid would you be nervous about doing a documentary like that uh I, I don't. I don't think they have a low. Uh, they have a low tolerance for critique, but that's yeah. most most. Uh, uh, but uh, that's um, uh, where's my English? Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> that's uh, regarding religion. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, that's my experience. Yeah. But yeah, everything else, they they are totally. Uh, Pakistanis can. Laugh. But but Pakistanis they have a sense of humor. Uh, yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. many years ago. I saw a guy in. A shopping mall, laughing from Pakistan, and it was fantastic <laughs> to see. No, I think First uh, and last. <laughs> uh, they have a lot of humor. Uh, the problem, of course, is uh, which is uh, many Asian and African countries irony. Yes, they don't yes. get it. They don't get that. They no. think that what you're saying is what you mean. Yeah. They don't. And that get is a cultural that, thing. It means the opposite. Uh, yeah, that's a cultural thing. That's a cultural thing. Uh, and uh, in Norway, especially, are very familiar. Uh, known for their uh, or like to be known for their irony and that's the first icebreaker when a Norwegian yes. he says something stupid about the other guy and he slams back and, that irony, and if yeah. you don't get the irony then you'd uh, yeah and that's where lots of uh, misunderstandings also are between Norwegians and foreigners for a Pakistani hey, yeah. hey what's wrong with your face asshole <laughs> <laughs> hey I'm just being ironic just being <laughs> you know so th that would be a very interesting documentary I hope that hits the TV screens uh, soon yeah. that would be very interesting is that the biggest project that you have coming up or do you have other things in the air uh, yeah, I'm writing a book uh, okay uh, uh, comedy crime uh, book that's uh -huh. that's my and, and I have a lot of big uh, projects that I can't tell you about, not because sure. they're so secret, but also that uh, there's a chance they don't uh, sure, become sure, sure. something. But I, I was just uh, thinking of something that I just, you know, uh, American movies. You never, uh, uh, w when they say shit uh, to get um, to each other, they never uh, comment the other person's looks how the person. Okay. Uh, yeah. Look like they can say, "Hey, you asshole, you motherfucker," this and that. Right. But right. not, uh, "Hey, what's wrong with your nose, Barbara Streisand?" Or, you know, they're <laughs> they're not so. They don't go to the <laughs> right. actor's face, right? And right. Uh, or comment that someone is ugly. Uh, and if they want to make an ugly Betty, they find a 
nice looking girl and um, do makeup on her. That always bothered of, me with that ugly yeah. Betty thing because she's really yeah. good looking. But they would, they would never. Actress? Yeah, hey, you're ugly. Uh, could you play the main <laughs> character in this uh, <laughs> series? And they never do that. But uh, the the closest I've got was 10 years ago. I saw a movie with Lorenzo Lamas. And a guy came to him and said, uh, nice shoes. Sorry about the face. <laughs> and there was a close-up of uh, Lorenzo Lama's face and where you could see that that reaction wasn't uh, written in the story. It was something it was he took something very personally. Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> then he did an Oscar uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, reaction. Oh. No, there's a yeah. certain amount of fakeness in Hollywood that I do not see in Norway. To me, the acting world... The, the the what I know of the comedy world, it's more real. It's yeah. more you know, it can be it can be your next door neighbor. You know, just the fact that I have have access to sit down and talk with you, and I've shared uh, shared the stage with you and stuff. That blows my mind. Coming from an American point of view, it blows yeah. my mind to have that kind of access. But but you've been doing stand up in the U.S. Uh, no, not also? at all. No, that hmm. night that I met you, it was in um, I believe it was the 19th of March, 2019. That was my very first time ever was it? doing okay. stand up. But as a musician, you uh, now that I've been doing for over 20 years. But you do uh, talk uh, through the mic. Uh, oh, next song is uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a talker. I'm the, I'm the it's it's my solo project, so I'm yeah. the front figure. So I do okay. a lot of talking. And, yeah. and tie the tie the songs together with a story and things like that. But you that. play what do you play keyboard? Or? I play keyboard. I play bass. Play guitar, and I sing. Wow! Check me out on Spotify. Man. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Check but I love out. your voice in the opening. Uh, title. Yeah, oh yeah, th yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's, very that's nice one of my songs. Uh, voice. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and uh, thank you. Uh, a kind of a very feminine, uh, if I can say that. Let's say, um, let's say soft. Let's <laughs> say. Uh, soft is a, it's my English, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and the delay is my mixer. Okay, yeah. Uh, no, it's a I, I soft uh, a kind of, but it's a raspy. You can yeah, and it's a soft whiskey voice. It is. I, I I will admit I do have an unusual voice in that it does not unusual match voices. My, it does yeah. not match my physical appearance. Not at all. Just as recently as two days ago, Ralph Molina is uh, he and I chat. He's a drummer for Neil Young's band Crazy Horse. Ah. Uh, I'm working on getting him on this podcast. Ralph he, Marina. It was uh, Mal Malina. Molina. Okay, yeah. Molina. He told me that um, because before we were just chatting, written, you know, typing. Yeah. But now I left him a voice message, and the first thing he said was, "Oh my God, is that what you sound like?" Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I, yeah. I have to admit, there's something with my voice, but I don't know. It is what it is. Ralph Molina. Yeah. It was uh, sounded like a mixture of uh, Pat Morita and Ralph Macchio, Marita, uh, Ralph Karate Macchio. Kid. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but Ralph, Ralph Molina, he's a uh, old guy from, I think he's from Brooklyn or the Bronx. Mm. He li lives out in California. But you're now. from Chicago, right? Well, I lived in Chicago. I was a police officer in the Chicago city. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. That's, years, uh, yeah. For me, that's very exotic. Uh, well, I fun. think it was exotic, too, because I'm born and raised in Ohio. I'm a country boy. Okay. So to go from that to Chicago was a huge culture shock for me. Mm. That was a bigger shock to me than it was to come from the United States to Norway. Okay. Coming from my background in my hometown, yeah. I had been in the U.S. Marines, but that was yeah. kind of a sheltered existence in the military. That doesn't really count for social uh, maturity. But coming from where I came in Ohio to Chicago was a huge change. It took me a little while to adjust. Mm. Absolutely. And then not just to adjust, but to adjust to life as a police officer mm. was uh, that's probably one of the proudest things I've ever done, adapting to that environment. Mm. Uh, and that kind of told me that moving to Norway will be just fine. And yeah. it was. I, 
I, I slid right into a good work environment, slid into... Uh, How long was your police education, just for the Norwegian oh listeners? Gosh, you know, oh, my goodness. Compare with the oh Norwegian um, Okay, first of all, I'm going to say that the way I was educated and then I got my practical learning experience uh, on the job training, if you will, was more than sufficient. So let me just begin with that. Um, it was a three-month-long police academy. Okay. And then after that, you can have up to two years of on-the-job training. Okay. Which I and many other police officers in the United States consider schooling. Hmm. Yeah, to whereas, be out in the field. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas in Norway, they just look at those three months of the police academy. Yeah. And they think, oh, my God, that's nothing. Well, yeah. if that was it, yes, yeah. that would be nothing. Yeah. Um, I feel that I am, if I can brag a little bit, I have the qualifications of any medium to top leader in any police house here in Norway. I worked with drugs, uh, gangs. Uh, here comes Snoopy. Hi, Snoopy. Uh, crime scene technician. and all, uh, Kripos. That, that uh, yeah, stuff. okay. That yeah. type of stuff. But people would just look at that three-month police academy yeah. and think that it's, it's, it's BS. And like it, me. Like you. <laughs> but but uh, did you apply for something or is there any course you can do to... Like v further learning? Yeah, or just uh, incorporate that in the Norwegian uh, crime oh, yeah. system? Well, well um, no. If I, were to, if I were to start being a police officer here in Norway, I would have to start from the beginning. Hmm. It's not... Uh, I thought you were going to see from the top. <laughs> I'm not that start arrogant. as a director. I'm very, and, uh, I'm very confident, but not quite that arrogant. <laughs> no, okay. I would have to start from the beginning, but yeah. here's, here's the kicker. Would you, do you think you now would... Uh, uh, the, what do you, Kirav, uh, the... The requirements? The requirements, would you... If I met the requirements, would I want to... Well, I don't think I would fit no. in the police system in, out on the streets in, in Norway. Mm. I... I I just don't think I could do it. It's too different. And it's uh, boring? It's nothing's happening? Well, Hey, what I are you do, doing with that envelope? I do believe that. And now some people would say this is a form of PTSD, but mm. I do think that I would actually have a problem not having the level of excitement and action yeah. that I had back there in the suburbs. So you play a lot of video games here in the... <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to, but I'm not allowed. My wife says no. Mm, so now it's, it's bass <laughs> and guitar. Bass, guitar, hands. podcasting, <laughs> a lot of sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. You got time? Do you have about... How much time do you yeah, have? I you got to run, uh, don't you? You're an important guy. I got some... I'm uh, waiting for your manager to come in here and tap me on the shoulder. Oh, no, it's no matter. It's... Uh, <laughs> uh, we have some... Uh, uh, our neighbor has... Uh, Uh, we agreed on a fence between our... Oh, yeah. And he's uh, suddenly starting to plant uh, trees uh, oh, over man. the... So I'm, the I have neighbor, to go and check him. But, uh, the but neighbor he'll, feud. Make, yeah. sure, make sure you guys agree on that stuff, because I tell you... Yeah. When, yeah your kids, uh, when your kids inherit from you in about 20 years, all of a sudden, that's when the arguments will come up if you don't have everything, everything written yeah. in black and white. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you have kids? Yeah, I have two kids. Okay. One uh, is 11 and the other is uh, six, a boy and a girl. Okay, yeah, yeah. roughly the same. Well, well, mine are 14 and, and 12. Yeah. yeah. But, but tell me something about your... Uh, you were action uh, guy in... Uh, Chicago, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, where you you weren't afraid, or was the adrenaline uh, you know level? What? It was too it was high? an ad adrenaline thing. It was an excitement thing. I was never afraid in the moment, but there were things that happened where afterwards, mm. 
I would get the shakes and the emotion would come or the fear would come mm. or the anger would come. Okay. The reactions would come afterwards. But in the moment, I was very confident, very secure in what I was doing. Never, never, uh, never. I never felt fear. Nervous, depending on the mm. situation, yes. But fear. I had a lot of that with uh, your physical. Uh, I was very confident physically. I yeah. was. Uh, you look like a strong man. Still. I, have the, I have the Norwegian record for squat. Did you know you, that? You yeah. do? Yeah. Wow. The raw squat, Utsjøsfritz, as it's called in Norway. Yeah. 335.5. I did that when I was 49 years old. Not, uh, I'm ki- sorry, 50, kil- 50 years old. I got that record. Kilograms? Yep, 350. 350? I'm sorry, I've squatted 350 in training. The record is 335.5, wow. which, which I got when I was 50. How old are you now? 51. <laughs> okay. Wow, well, that's amazing. Yeah, thank you. I'm very proud of that. 350. 50 kilograms in training yeah i've done that and then the record that i got at the competition was 335.5 wow yeah i could even do that with a lift it's uh this is the strongest i've ever been and at this age mm. to still be getting stronger uh, except for my shoulder my shoulder is jacked mm. forget bench and all that i can't do that but uh but squatting and deadlifting i'm still getting stronger but back then during my cop days i was a bodybuilder so i was very lean you mm. know i didn't have a six-pack i had an eight-pack mm. I was. But do you think the hobbies that you have, uh, guitar and all that, is that a right projection to for all that power? Or do you well, slam very well, hard on the bass? <laughs> 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 no, if you if you listen to my music on hmm. Spotify, it's very laid back, mostly acoustic, uh, with this soft feminine voice. What do you do with all that power? I, I training. Mm. You know, I train right now. I'm in a little bit of a slump with my training. I'm just having so much trouble with my shoulder. But in general, I, I have a consistent training routine mm. so i get it out then yeah um yeah. i get it out in the writing process but when music. you train you just get stronger and stronger and only feel that you have this uh, uh something that maybe is useful more than just lifting weights or well, li- well or do you work as a guard or something uh, no no never no, no. no uh i have been offered uh to be a uh a, 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 yeah. a bouncer 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 in english i've been offered that uh so many times but mm. i am so conflict shy i just don't oh. want to i i'm i i don't i just don't like conflict i i mm. keep myself away from that environment as much yeah. as i can okay. you you will see when i do stand up or when i perform my music mm. as soon as possible without being rude i mm. like to leave mm. uh because with my size from the stage or from from, uh, from the whole from <laughs> okay. the whole place from the whole place seriously yeah. because with my size with mm. my otherness as being mm. a black american it attracts attention and all too often it's negative attention. The tough guy, drunk guy who wants to fight. Ah, you that feel that way? Uh, maybe I'm a little paranoid. Yeah. Maybe I should I feel the opposite. That more like uh, that uh, attracts positive attention, especially uh, does, uh, when you say that you're an American and you've been... You did a TV show uh, for oh, uh, a couple months ago. As I was on Gumon Nord. Yeah. yeah, what was that about? I didn't see it. I just that, saw a little clip. That was from my podcast. Okay. That was from my podcast, episode 28. Uh, you know all of the craziness going on back home in the States. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So on Saturdays, I do this thing. It's called Solo Saturday, <clears throat> and I just rant. I just talk about whatever I want. Yeah. So in episode 28, I spoke about the issues going on at home, mm. and I challenged white people. Now, a lot of people got offended, um, but in my challenge to white people, it was not an aggressive challenge. It was an open-handed challenge. 
And it was basically this. I told them, I see that there are many white people in the streets protesting for equal uh, equality under the law for black people. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I challenged them to continue and to actively try and recruit even more white people because I think that it's going to take the majority of white people to get on board in order for change to happen because we've been protesting for 400 years. And it was, it's still not equal. But, but you were a guest in that show as an American ex-police officer. Or yes, I was. Yeah. That, was the, that was the premise on, yeah. that, on that show, that I was an American ex-police officer with a podcast mm. addressing that issue here mm. in Norway. Um, but you, you have a lot of listeners? Or how did they just find you? They were, they, I, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But they were extremely professional. TV, too, as you know, is yeah. so professional. I think I had daily conversations for almost a couple weeks with mm. their producers. They're telling you what to say? No, no, but, uh, but asking me questions, almost mm. like a pre Yeah, yeah, just to find out where, yeah. yeah. Mm. Because I think, and, 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 and to make the programmer hosts look smarter. Well, well, hats off to Desta, uh, the host there. Mm. Uh, she's the one that put these producers up because she was very interested in my case. Mm. Um, so she had these producers calling me almost every day for like 10 days, two weeks before I went on the show. So I was very well prepared and, and uh, that got me a lot of exposure. I have a yeah. lot of listeners now because yeah. of that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you are, you, you're, you're. Yeah, I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a guest in your show because of that. So you are uh, almost as important as me. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's smiling, everybody, as he sharpens his uh, pen. <laughs> Is it Pakistanis who have that curved blade? No, that's, that's, uh, Ara- that's Saudi Arabia. That's Arabs. Yeah, I think the whole Middle East. Uh, yeah, the whole, yeah, all of them. Yeah, all of them. All of them. All all of from them uh, Turkey <laughs> and to China, where they have, uh, what do they have there? Teeth. Well, in Japan. They just bite. They, just, they, bite. Use, they uh, just bite. They just bite. No, so um, so uh, that was my thought. Uh, biting, uh, do you think uh, there will there will be coming uh, COVID twenty? You know what, I I saw a I, Wuhan video uh, with the, the party video. Did you from see what, that? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's a little that's a little too soon. I think. Uh, yeah, me too. Especially <laughs> that kind of party where yeah. everybody were in the in the pool, uh, in the pool and, and drinking uh, and all up on each other. Yeah, and, I love the music though. Uh, I thought, wow. <laughs> That's a great that they, DJ. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was surprised. But it was a kind of a Armageddon kind of music. The world's going down. I heard of, darkness in it. Uh, yeah, I a heard lot of darkness. darkness. In that. Yeah. No, I think it's a little too soon. I don't think that Norway has seen the last of COVID. We have handled this very well. Yeah. But I think we're going to have another round. I don't yeah. think our kids are going to be in school for too much longer. No. That's my prediction. Yeah, yeah, I uh, agree. Are you okay with that, though? I am. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm uh, having the kids at home and things slowing down a little bit. Yeah, it's slowing down a bit. But uh, mm-hmm. my experience with my kids or my kid uh, who is uh, only in the school, the other is in kindergarten. That he yes. is uh, um, not paying so much attention uh, in school. Uh, he's uh, I, he thinks stuff yeah, is boring and all that. And, I see. And he's not uh, giving his uh, fully potential. But when we had homeschool. Uh, the teacher said that he's giving 100%. Okay. He's doing everything as okay. he should do. and There's no uh, interference uh, and stuff from outside. It's just Is that because me. of good, good parenting? <laughs> yeah, or strict uh, parenting. <laughs> no, he was, uh, and he was, uh, and he liked it too. Yeah. And so, yeah, he liked Our it kids did much, well so. with uh, the homeschool and uh, I think especially, well, I don't want to hang my kids out there, but, the, but both of them did well. Yeah. Um, 
surprisingly well i have to admit i was nervous because it was mm. such a new thing but almost right away i saw it was going to be better yeah. and i as a parent felt more involved because i was there i work from home so yeah, yeah. I, I felt like i was more involved yeah, yeah me too I, and i felt uh, now he's in fifth grade uh, or sixth now but uh, fifth grade was uh, okay with me i was yeah. uh, in a comfort zone yeah i don't know how do, good i will do it in, uh, are you smarter than a uh, fifth grader is that a show <laughs> Bare, barely yeah. barely <laughs> but uh it's uh, lots of new stuff now that i am i'm smarter you know. than yonarda yeah <laughs> are you smarter than you back to him again <laughs> <laughs> i love you yonarda Yon that joke about the garbage uh, that was a good stuff, one, wasn't that's it? uh yeah good regarding uh, uh that uh I don't think. Do you think he had any clue of what he was saying, or do you think? I think. I think it. I don't think he planned it. It. It seemed to be extremely spontaneous. Yeah. And as he was walking away from the mic, he was laughing as well. That told me it wasn't rehearsed. It told me that Mm. he just. Speaking of a big black bag full of garbage, a Michael Richards kind of uh, undertone to it, or Uh, yeah, which I think is quite okay. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I talk about, he got a lot of uh, attention after that. uh, He did. Yeah. Well, well, I think Michael Richards was out of line. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah. but uh, but joking about race and skin color and culture, I I am all for it. Yeah, I do mm. believe that that uh, comedy should put a light on the things that are difficult for society. Yeah, and those discussions are difficult, so I try to laugh my way through it with people. So, but that's it's my uh, but it's the first. Uh, was it a racial joke? What that uh, that you that, uh, that you um. No, uh, his his joke had nothing. The, the original joke, he, he was, I can't remember the, all the details and I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't heard it, but he was basically just talking about moving from a house and gathering up things yeah. in his house. And that whole story was funny. And then as he finished up just out of nowhere, he says, yes. And speaking of black bags full of crap, here's John Allen. <laughs> it just fit. Yeah. It just fit. So way to go, Yonada. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I heard the last uh, uh, podcast with you and you, and you sounds like you're a big fan of uh, his. Well, I owe my stand-up career here in Norway to him. He is the one that opened the door for me, so he'll always be like an uncle yeah. uh, to me within stand-up. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uncle Jon. <laughs> I don't know if he'll admit that. <laughs> the illegitimate black son, I don't know. <laughs> that black garbage guy. The black garbage guy. <laughs> Hi, Snoopy. How you doing over there? So, Snoopy, I thought uh, Snoopy is a dog name, uh, but uh, you know, is that, that her they, 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 pet name? But you know why I call her Snoopy? Because I met her when I was She's, living in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, a Norwegian friend that we have in common introduced us. Oh. And we were at the gym training, me and this other Norwegian woman that she knows, and... My wife, who then I didn't even know, she walks in the gym, and this other Norwegian woman yells out, Hi, Snoopa. Wow. Which, for those of you who don't speak Norwegian, Snoopa is Norwegian for, like, sweetheart or baby or darling. Mm. And I knew she didn't say Snoopy, but me being silly, (laughs) I walk up to my wife, and I said, Oh, yeah, hi, Snoopy. Nice to meet you. My name is John. Mm. And that's 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 the first sentence I said to her. Does she have any pet name for you? Black motherfucker. <laughs> no. Black garbage bag. <laughs> Waste. No, she calls me sweetheart a lot. I, yeah. uh, but I, I, saw, I heard that she spoke uh, very good English. Uh, yeah, we speak English at home. Yeah. Oh, you uh, do? Yeah, I have to relax. I, yeah. And I, I, when I'm at home, I want to relax and just be myself. Mm. Um, in all other circumstances, unless I'm doing stand-up, I speak Norwegian. Mm. 
Does she relax when she speaks? Uh, sounded like she was very she, yeah, comfortable. Because, yeah. Have you been? Uh, does she speak better English now than? She speaks up much. She speaks much better English now than yeah. when we first met. I actually, no joking, I had trouble understanding her when I first met her. Her English. Her English. Yeah. Oh. But do you understand my English or? Oh yeah, you're fine. Do you have to you interpret? Speak better, uh, you speak better now than she did when I met her. Oh, that's the truth. That's a compliment, or ma yeah, maybe you should then uh, you start calling me Snoopy. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll that's, take it that's, from there. <laughs> that's that's my Snoopy. That's where I, that's where she got that nickname. Okay. For those of you funny. who are listening, she's sitting in the corner patiently waiting for me to finish my foolishness here, so we can go home. That's her in the corner. She hears she that Snoop in the spotlight. <laughs> Do I have to pay royalty fees if I use that melody? I think I do. Yeah, but if you change, uh, if you change religion okay. with uh, confidence or something. <laughs> so you um, you have yeah. other projects in the wind. You yeah. can't talk about all of them, but one of them is that documentary. I'm looking forward. Yeah, to yeah. I mean, uh, we How were actually uh, supposed to start now in uh, in March or March. Yeah, uh, good old COVID. Uh, yeah. It, uh, yeah. Put everything in on, on ice. So, but I look forward to. I, I would rather. Uh, my idea was to make a series. Just okay. follow the money. I mean, you know, we can go out on the Carl Johan the main right. road and give a guy a, a five kroners, twenty right. kroners, and just follow the money. See where it ends. But you would start with your own story, correct? Yeah. Or yeah. maybe that would be like a thread. Here I am being a director. <laughs> be like a thread, maybe going. Yes, through Yes, I would like to do that. So. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, when I do that, uh, I'm also, then I've, uh, in a way, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, then, then, I, then I've uh, made a bit fun of myself being that naive, sure. stupid guy. Sure. Yeah. And when I've done that, then I can make fun of everybody as Absolutely. far as I want to go. So it's a smart thing to do. I think it is. Uh, there's nothing worse than a stand-up comic who does not have that self-irony. Yeah. You There's should, nothing uh, worse than that stand-up comedy who just craps on his audience, but never, yeah. never approaches his own flaws. Yeah, you know? sure. Um, listen, let, I, I know you don't have much time, but I do want to ask you this. If we can go all the way back to your the beginning of your artist career, yep. because I look at you and I see a successful guy. <clears throat> you've got television. You've got uh, stand-up. You've, uh, you're a writer, uh, you're on my podcast, which is the pinnacle of success. And some movies also. I had a movie last movies, year, uh, yeah. which flopped, uh, Swingers. I saw Nobody. That. Did you yeah. see it? No, oh, no, I'm sorry. I saw of that course it you didn't. I, I saw know. that it flopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it flopped uh, <laughs> very you. big. I Googled uh, you. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was on uh, Cinema here. Yeah. And Horton Cinema. And uh, I, um, I was, um, I had... Um, They wanted me to talk about a movie, how it was, uh, uh, where we played it in uh, Latvia. Okay. Uh, because yeah. it was cheaper there. <laughs> and I had lots of friends uh, during the first show, uh, because I was uh, allowed to bring my friends to watch the movie. And uh, all my friends said, wow, it's going to be a success, you know, so many people here. And I said, yeah, but I've invited them. Um, that was the seventh show, and uh, at nine o'clock, there were one person. Uh, oh, was, God. Watching oh, the same movie, uh, an old guy would, you how, know. How did you feel? I, uh, I don't want to ask that. That's a stupid question. How bad did you feel? Let me ask you that. Oh, no. I, uh, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, uh, just uh, to work in a movie, the process and uh, so the idea of success. having a... There was a success already then. Yeah, yeah. Just to wasn't yeah. being asked. 
even though it was a movie called Swingers, yeah. uh, which was uh, played in Latvia. I, I think I just like to, you know, a bad movie, good movie, it doesn't matter. And we don't get so much royalties either. If there no. was a royalty question uh, percentage, uh, it would be different. But right. we, we get, uh, you know, I love Bruce Campbell, for example, uh, from Evil Dead. Uh, yeah. And he's made so many bad movies. And I always wish, uh, always wish that I would have the opportunity to make... Uh, so the success of the movie lies in the legacy of just having made a movie. For me, it is uh, yeah. just regarding I movies. I yeah, I get that. I do. Uh, but but I, I don't like to be in movies that are mediocre. Either they should be very good or very bad. But if they're <laughs> bad, they must be like Bruce Campbell uh, kind of bad. <laughs> and uh, Swingers was that. Swingers was <laughs> that. Well, congratulations. It was a very bad Congratulations movie. with Swingers. And I've bought it on the Via Play, uh, the internet. And uh, sometimes when we have a fourth play you call yeah, it uh, at yeah, home yeah. I invite friends and I put on the movie and everybody just make puke sounds and go away and, <laughs> it's good uh, yeah. it's good. well there's that honesty that we were talking but about of course uh, I, I'm proud of my own work in it uh, sure. and I, I love the work of the other guys yeah. also uh, so as long as we are honest uh, and do our uh, sure. 100%, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's a crappy movie. For in my, no, I, I get yeah. that. I feel so that. I, and I have done lots of other crappy projects also. <laughs> well, but the, but it's, it's the project in itself that counts. I understand it. Yeah. Yeah, the success, it's like I am with my music. I've, of course, I want people to listen to it. I'd like for a lot of people to listen to it. But for me, the success is in writing it and getting it recorded, and yeah. here it is. Yeah, producing and, it, and yeah. Yeah. and I I don't like that it's uh, you know the DVD era is gone. Uh, and when I was little, you know, I was uh, always dreaming about becoming a film actor, and you mm. know going uh, and count my VHS movies in the yeah, shelf. Yeah. Oh, look, you know, I've got one and a half meter of movies. <laughs> and uh, that I, uh, now the DVD era is gone. So it's, it's a bit uh, sad that, you know, the last things I've done is just digital up in the okay. sky. Yeah. I would love to have that crappy movie in the hands. And There's something about it. I, I guess I'm old school like that as well. Yeah. Have you know, something I, I physical. Have, I have Spotify, but I, I hate the concept. It's unfair to the artist. Yeah, I would love to have all and that records. <laughs> yeah, you myself. Know, yeah, those hundred of million records. Yeah, on this one playlist alone, I've got over two hundred songs. I would yeah. love to have the entire album, not just the song, but the entire album or CD in my hands. The whole Spotify in collection. Yeah, you know, yeah. In, in a big giant hall. So, so you, um, what, what I was going to ask about. Uh, was how did you get into this life of being an artist? You said when you yeah. were little, you were always thinking about getting into movies. Is that yeah. where it started as a childhood dream? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't think... Uh, I had the same dream as all the other kids, you know, and still every kid wants to become a movie star, pop star sure, or something. Sure, So, But I was very... Uh, keen on uh, interested in writing my own jokes so i, I wrote a lot of jokes uh, and, I, and i had some other stuff you know you know when you in the uh, school when you uh, uh, w uh, the chair when you whip it uh, when you lean not, the not whip, lean of course lean not back, whip yeah. it uh, <laughs> in norwegian whipping is uh, yeah. to yeah something else so yeah lean it backwards and i i used to do that all the time and sometimes i, I fell <laughs> uh, backwards and I got comments from teacher and the other guys in the class uh, after I've done that a couple of times I I still love to lean as all 
yeah. children do. Yeah. But I started to write uh, small comments uh, that okay, if I if I fall, ah. then uh, the, I I reckon the, the teacher is going to say this, and then I have this answer for her. And always this uh, Wilhelm guy in the class, he always says that thing, and I, then I have a joke so for him. You were writing your routine, that you yeah, could improvise in the moment. Yeah. So and I, and I had it, you know, seven or eight. Uh, Uh, people, uh, oh, then he's going to say yeah. that, and then she will laugh uh, like she does, and have a comment for everyone. And and sometimes it clicked, you know, all the seven comments or eight comments they just matched perfect as a, a sitcom series. Yeah, uh, and I loved that, and I started to uh, develop that, and yeah, uh, stand up. I just uh, made a phone call. Really? When and I wanted to start, yeah, that's fine. So it was an open mic night, or did you actually get booked for a whole set? I was. I was actually, uh, my plan was to start uh, law school. Uh, oh, really? And uh, a friend of mine has said that to finance the expensive law school, we can work as uh, telephone uh, sellers uh, yeah. to sell uh, stuff. Yeah. And I had some hunting magazines and stuff I used to sell. And I used to uh, joke a lot in the telephone when I called people because I had a recorder per, because I used to teach other newcomers to uh, learn how to sell. So I started to, uh, you know, do jokes and this and stuff and call people. And one of the guys I called uh, was a comedian. So uh, after okay. I talked to her for a couple of minutes, uh, she said, why, why don't you try stand-up? Uh, stand-up, it, okay, it, yeah. it, it would suit you. And I got a telephone number. So I called this guy, Yoni, his name is, uh, is a stand-up uh, kind of a godfather in Oslo. Yeah. Uh, one of the first stand-up comedians uh, started in 1994. So Yoni... Um, Christian. Yoni K. Yes. Yoni Johnny. K. Yeah. yeah, Johnny K. Yeah. So uh, I called him and, and he said, that before you write anything, uh, you should come and see Uh, what stand-up is because I ah. guess you've seen Raw or Delirious with Eddie Murphy yeah. and that's not stand-up comedy that's the the highest uh, level of stand-up comedy right but maybe the reality bites you uh, You maybe you'll get another idea of what it is yeah. actually yeah. and uh, he was right when I saw it it was the worst thing I've ever seen But, so you saw somebody actually in front of the mic and they bombed they yeah everybody them. and, uh, okay. and yeah. the ones who didn't bomb uh, I didn't like the jokes I thought wow that's that, I used to write that when I was seven year old uh, yeah. so leaning with my chair so you knew you had a talent for this yeah yeah but I didn't know if I had a talent to dare to stand uh, on I the see. stage and uh, tell it to so many people I see. who've paid to watch you so that was something I used many years to come by but but uh, those jokes I, it gave me a lot of confidence uh, so uh, from uh, Johnny's point of view it was uh, I don't think you should start because it's not like Eddie Murphy right. stuff here. but right. when I saw it I said of course I have to do this because you, because you, you all suck yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well I tell you there's it, it's, it's a brutal art yeah um I've seen people get up there and bomb. Yeah. And while I feel bad for them, I can't help but feel very confident in myself. Yeah. When I'm, like you say, you know, you know you can do better than that. Yeah, and uh, the, my explanation, uh, suddenly <laughs> from that Switzerland. That was not Norwegian, that was not Pakistani, that was <laughs> not... <laughs> it was 10% Scandinavian. Uh, no, uh, my explanation of uh, how I started and uh, what I felt when I saw stand-up was uh, is the total sim uh, similar to all the other colleagues that I've asked. Why did you start? And uh, they got a phone, and, and, and Johnny said, uh, "It's often Johnny who is uh, mm -hmm. the 
puppeteer. Yes. Uh, yeah, you just come and take a look and then you can decide. And they come and they see how crappy it is and they start. So the motivation for <laughs> almost every comic I know is that uh, this is really bad. I should do something about it. And they do. And uh, for each comic that comes, uh, the standard becomes a little, little better yeah. often. And I sometimes it goes the opposite way, but... I think I've gotten better each time I've gone on, but it hasn't always been accepted by the crowd because I'm still in that developmental stage where I'm trying to write an hour-long routine. Yeah. So I might, on one night, I might try a 10-minute block that's brand new, and it may not work. No. But I don't get my feelings hurt when I bomb. I can just say, okay, that didn't work. And yeah. then I'll analyze it. I'll listen to my dictaphone mm. and make that decision. Is this something that I can write better? Yeah. Or is it just crap? But you are also a fully developed, uh, uh, grown-up man. Uh, yeah. When I started, I was 22. And uh, when and I bombed, it was... Uh, and that's exactly what I was going to get into because I have that confidence yeah. now. But you, when you started, how did you take it when you didn't do oh, that. i didn't take it good but i took it always uh very private okay i went to the toilet or went outside right. uh, i never showed uh, any feelings of uh, how i took it because i was so ashamed i thought that yeah, i've been uh, leaning my chairs from i was six years old and yeah. writing all these jokes yeah and many of the other colleagues that i have they've been uh, become stand-up comics not because of a dream it's because they didn't come into that school or right. uh, the car sales job didn't work out or yeah. uh, impress someone almost everybody has this uh, sure had never dreamt of it or dreamt of becoming a movie star you yeah. know uh, but i've been working with it so i was very ashamed when it didn't work uh, even though i didn't brag about that i've been writing jones since i was little but no, just no. for myself you know it was very uh, well you have thinking. this pr you have a pride in your work yeah uh, you are a true artist in that you have pride in what you do so of course you're going to feel that when you don't do well and, especially at a young age and another thing that is very important is that uh, this is the only thing i can do i am not uh, capable of uh, even throwing a, a black garbage bag uh, full of trash <laughs> <laughs> anywhere i can't uh, no, I, no, uh, no college I, no so, college education to fall back on no no, no. nothing so, so uh, when the jokes didn't work then it's uh, yeah. i th i don't think i even could work at mcdonald's right right because i'm uh, you know i'm uh, like i, uh, I wanted so bad like leslie nielsen and it's everything is just i wanted uh, so bad to make a 7-eleven joke but i'm not going to do that <laughs> is that when yep. In, in, do you know the seven? I don't know. How, see, and here's. I've heard a lot of nine eleven, seven eleven jokes, but uh, well, was that something? In in, in the states, when you talk about people working at Seven Eleven, mm. you're going to talk about either an uh, Indian guy or a Pakistani. Yeah. But see, it's references like that that don't go over the same over here. And there's my challenge, my biggest challenge mm. as a stand-up. I have my American reference, which mm. would be funny to a crowd over there, mm. but over here. I have yeah. to always keep it in mind. They don't have the same reference point. They're not American. They're it was Norwegian. an interview with Barack Obama a year ago. and uh, He was just talking in general about uh, who, who, what kind of guys should be presidents. And he said, it should be guys with you know education and this kind of experience. Uh, you don't want to hire a 7-Eleven guy to Did he say be that? A, a president. <laughs> and so that he was then referring to an Indian Pakistani guy then. <laughs> Yes, he was, actually. Uh, that, Shame uh, on you, Mr. That President. Mr. Trump is that? Shame on you, Mr. President. <laughs> Shame on you. Listen, I, um, 
I'm going to call it quits. My uh, tiny little wife back there is giving me the old evil eye. <laughs> she is, uh, look at her. <laughs> She's making uh, fingers across yeah, yeah, the throat. Yeah. Uh, well, she can do better than that. She carries a knife, and she's real good with it. Mm. But uh, Snoopy carries a knife. Snoopy carries a knife. Sounds like a song. Sounds like a, yeah. sounds like a rock song. Snoopy carries a knife. <laughs> listen, Zahid, I, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, uh, you know, a lot of people get embarrassed when I throw compliments uh, on them. But I. That's tr- why I'm I wearing truly, the shades. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but I, I truly, didn't get any compliments. So I can take them off now. No, but I truly <laughs> respect you as an artist, Thank not you. just as a stand-up comedian, but as an artist in its entirety. With you, everything you do with movies. Thank you very much. And and, and uh, it's been my honor to have you on this podcast. It's been my honor to two times have shared the stage with you. Remember that time in Myeongdong? Yeah, yeah, sure. That was actually the best, that. that was the best set that I ever did. Yeah, and I think yeah, that, that was very good. And I th- yeah. thank you. And I I thank you for that. Um, you, um, I talk about Yonyada all the time about how mm. he opened the door. But my number one inspiration for stand-up is you oh. because you took the time. And here's I'm gonna. I want people to know that you have such a good heart, uh, not just with uh, giving free money to the Pakistani am- uh, ambassador, ambassador. <laughs> but you, you had such a heart that very first night before Myeongdong. That very first night, my very first time uh, doing stand-up, and you took the time. Uh, you were sitting there preparing your own set. You had some new material that night, but you took the time to talk with me and and tell me to take it easy and tell me to just be myself, and you told me it was okay to speak English. And that did wonders for me to get on there that first time. Oh, thank you. I appreciate and, and, that. And, yeah. and make it through that first set. So I appreciate it. So thank you so much. Very nice to hear. And, and, then, uh, and then when it came around again to that show in Myeongdong, I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm ready. I'm yeah, you nailed this. that night. To, I, I, sure. That is yeah. one of my better nights. Yeah. I've, I've bombed a lot, but that was my that was my best night, actually. And motivational to keep on... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I have so much more to do uh, with stand-up. Um, I know you do, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. And would you, you uh, then uh, do Norwegian afterwards, or would you? You know, like I I think I am always going to do my act in English, English because yeah. it's 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 the delivery that I know best, mm. and, and the commerciality. Well, the commerciality. I want to be able to, you know, if I wanted to pick up and go over to England or, or go back home to the mm. states and perform, I mm. wouldn't have to change anything. Oh, the Norwegian set, you don't. Yeah, you just uh, you know stuck in yeah. German. And and I. I can see in the audience there's some people that don't like me doing it in english i mm. can tell they're a little ugh, you know but i'm sorry that, that don't like me doing it in norwegian sorry or uh, don't like you at all <laughs> quite possibly <laughs> i think uh, norwegians are very uh, very excited about uh, people speaking american they are yeah. yes yeah and that, that's why i was going to say the overwhelming major- majority of people do like that i'm speaking english yeah. so i think i'm just going to stick with it yeah but um, maybe i should try english too to, Could you ever consider just doing that? Uh, I had to learn the English first. I can't speak like this because this is like a character. <laughs> uh, funny character. You know? it's some English, some Indian accent, some yeah. Pakistani, some Norwegian. Yeah. What is he? What is this guy? <laughs> now, keep doing it in Norwegian, man, because yeah. you're doing it so well. Thank you very much. And thank you uh, for your time. Thank you very much for uh, letting me in your podcast. My pleasure. You have an open invitation. Thank you. Okay. Bye, everybody. Thank you and goodbye.